Here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. After three years, the Steel Chef cook-off competition is finally back. It's all for teens and it's all for free. I'm jealous, honestly. So we're here to talk about the showcase and how you can help support the future of Pittsburgh food. It's Thursday, March 23rd. I'm Megan Harris, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. It is Thursday, so I hope everyone came hungry. I'm with Jenny Davison, the Steel Chef project manager, who's been working with all these kids for weeks. Jenny, you call it an immersive program, but like how immersive are we talking about here, like week to week to week? So the chefs come in and we work on different cooking uh, skills. So we started off with uh, proper food temperature, and then we move on the next week into knife skills and mother sauces. Uh, Then we roll right into salt, fat, acid, and heat. And then we talk about spices and flavor profiles. And then we'll work on plating and presentation. And then there's a rehearsal and the giant cook-off is actually coming up Monday, March 27th at Focus and Renewal from 5 to 9 p.m. That's really neat. I mean, how do you go about like recruiting kids for this? Because I mean, it is a pretty decent time commitment after school on a Monday. That's the start of your week. Sometimes some of us are not our best selves on Monday. How do you do it? Uh, Absolutely. That is so correct. Um, (laughs) So a lot of stuff is just engaging with the community. I just go to the schools, table at the school, talk to the culinary arts program, um, speak with the counselors at the schools to see who they would recommend for this program, because it is a big time commitment. And it also is we're working with knives and fire. So you really have to be dedicated to paying attention and learning. I bet. Is it all Stowe Rocks kids or can it be anyone in the area? This year is all Storex kids. That was by design this year since we're coming back after the pandemic. We really wanted to focus directly on the community that we serve. Cool. Um, I feel really lucky, actually. I got to see this program in action a few years ago. It was, I think, a dozen kids at the time, all in their chef whites, um, surrounding some of the biggest chefs in our area, um, learning all of those skills you just mentioned. But can you kind of describe, like, I guess, how it's changed since then? Um, Because, you know, that was a bigger program and there was a lot of food and nobody was worried, as worried about, you know, respiratory illness, for example. Right, exactly. So unfortunately, in 2020, we got right to the rehearsal date and the world shut down. Oh, my gosh, you're right. The timing. Yeah, these kids did all of that training that, you know, eight weeks of training to lead up to the competition, and then they didn't have the opportunity to showcase their skills on stage. And so some of those students came back this year. But we did have a little bit of trouble recruiting students because we didn't have the momentum we had in the past. Yeah. um, Because we did take a two and a half year hiatus. So it's been gone then since that 2020 season. Unfortunately, yeah. And so this year we were lucky enough to get full grant funding from Eden Hall to bring the program back. That's what the grant was written is just bring the program back. Eden Hall, that's uh, Chatham University's Falk School of Sustainability and Environment. Um, They have a food studies program up there. Correct. Yes. And so we partner with them and we are very focused on sustainability in the Steel Chef program as well. How so? So Pennsylvania Resource Council comes in with the zero waste crew and they weigh all of our, our, I guess, garbage, you would say. So they (laughs) Glamorous job. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But they are a godsend. They separate the compost, separate their cycling and separate anything that would go into the landfill. 
and then weigh that. And the ratio of what goes in the landfill designates what level of zero waste that we achieved. Yeah. I mean, conceptually, that seems like kind of a neat add-on to the program, right? I think for young people especially, they don't necessarily get to see all that in action at that age. Absolutely. And we also partner with Sustainable Pittsburgh Restaurant, and they come and talk to the students about um, food miles and where our food is actually coming from. And that actually is a really big shocker for the students to see that most of our produce comes from California. So then you have to think about shipping it, whether it be on truck or train, um, the refrigeration process that goes into that, and then all the you know emissions. So it really gives them an idea of trying to shop locally and do that at an economical range, but also, you know, being very aware of what our footprint is as far as, you know, being a human on earth. Yeah. Do they do they get to participate in the shopping part? They have not participated in the shopping as of yet. <laughs> Usually teenagers can spend money pretty easily. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been a little uh a little scared off by by the opportunity of letting them run wild, like supermarket sweep style. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess, you know, kind of to that preparation point and the exposure that, you know, a program like this can offer. Are there any, you know, unpopular lessons or unpopular foods maybe that you have to sort of like talk them into eating? Uh, yeah. So this year, the big unpopular food was anchovies. Okay. Um, yeah, I get that. <laughs> they were a little grossed out by when we peeled back that tin and got the anchovies out and started chopping the anchovies. And we were making a basic tomato sauce, mm -hmm. um, an Italian tomato sauce. And they were like, no, that's going to ruin the sauce. And uh, ended up, you know, really making the sauce because we do talk about salt, fat, acid, and heat pretty much right. in every tutorial. And it really gives that full umami flavor that they didn't know that anchovies would add. So they're really learning a lot. Um both about, you know, tasting different things that they never thought they would like. But also, everybody's pretty eager about trying things. So we don't really have anybody that was, like, totally turned off by any foods this year. That's really fun. Um, on the flip side, are there any foods that everybody was like, yes, absolutely, put that in my mouth right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were lucky enough this year, one of our chefs, Chef Zach, who has been a, a mentor chef, throughout the whole of the program, wow. brought in a Wagyu beef for the students to taste. What? <laughs> yeah. So he was kind enough to, during the pandemic, he did a Wagyu beef experience with some of his friends in an outdoor kind of barbecue backyard thing where, you know, that's how we could get together. So he purposely put a two-pound cut away and dry-aged it and then froze it for this program, knowing that someday it would come back and it was... I would I would dare say life changing for some of these kids. <laughs> was it life changing for you? I mean, that's it was. what an I angel mean, on this earth to do that. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, speaking of angel on this earth, not only did he provide a wagyu steak, and one of the students was like, "My taste buds are ruined forever now," <laughs> but he gave his first chef's knife to the student that portrayed the most like knowledge of knife cuts and utilized his teaching and like you could see the student her name is Kat really you know take his instruction and then try to you know do exactly what he was saying so she really excelled at that uh sous session and so she has his first chef's knife ever what an incredible honor I bet she'll remember that forever I I believe so Hey, Pittsburgh. 
behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet. Fat Ham follows a young queer black man named Juicy, whose father visits from beyond the grave to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CITYCAST, all one word, for $5 off. So we're a little less than a week out from the big night. How do you think the kids are maybe different now than they were on, say, day one? Absolutely. So on day one, a lot of them were like, I just don't know how to cook at all. (laughs) And we were like, that's okay. This is exactly what this program is for. And over the course of these last eight, nine weeks, they have really blossomed into students that, I mean, I'm eager to eat their food. Um, really? The first day, absolutely. Yeah, it is really fun when they are like collaborating and coming up with their ideas for their plates. And um, we do a couple different cook-offs throughout the tutorials so that they kind of get that high-pressure situation. And it really gave them the opportunity to like explore different flavor profiles together and then serve them to us. And I was just very impressed with everything that they have served from crostinis to we did a a New York strip steak um, cook-off. I still can't cook a steak to save my life. I think maybe I need the program. Is there an age limit or a requirement? (laughs) Yeah, there is. There is. Um, The age uh, for the students this year is 13 to 19. So we really like to hit that teenage years where they're, you know, like really eager to learn about cooking, but also get them into workforce development. We're interested in getting these kids into, into these restaurants that work with us. And are you able to track whether some of the kids that have come through the program in um, the last several years have maybe pursued a culinary arts program or job of some kind? Yes, absolutely. So um, I'm lucky enough right now this year, my assistant is a two-time alumni of the program. Nice. And she, uh, her name is Gwen. She's fantastic. And um, she has worked at Every Day's a Sunday with Natalie, uh, who mm-hmm. is one of our mentor chefs and has been since the beginning. Uh, she has worked at Casa Brazil with uh, Chef Kayla, who is another mentor chef. Yeah. Uh, and now she's currently at Driftwood Oven. And um, we've had other students that have gone on uh, to work at Park Bruges, at um, Butter Joint. So we do keep those demographics. Um, we've got a couple kids that are away at college, but working in the food services at their uh, university as well. Oh, I bet that's so helpful for the for the folks they're feeding. And they receive their serve safe food handling certification. So that is really a, a great benefit of this program. And something that when speaking to chefs, they're really interested in having people on their staff that are serve safe certified. And usually they end up paying more once you have that certification. Yeah, serve safe is really expensive, it turns out. I didn't realize that until fairly recently. Yeah, and so um, the students all receive food handling certification, and then anyone 17 and older also receives food management certification. Very cool. So for the contest itself, I know we talked a little bit about how it's changed. One of the things that I loved way back when was that the audience got to eat at least a portion of what the kids prepared. Is that back? It is back. Nice. So this year, the students, each team, we have two teams this year, two teams of three students, and we are having them make small bite appetizers 
for the whole audience to taste prior. So the students work in the uh, kitchen space in the basement to prep and get all their mise en place. Mm -hmm. And during the time that they're in the basement, the audience is tasting those small bites. So this year they're going to be making a small bite appetizer. And then we have a couple other food purveyors on board. We have a um, juice purveyor and Red Ribbon is going to be providing all of our refreshments. So the audience this year will get to judge these small bites too. So they'll get to vote on which one they like best. And that goes into the final judging process. Very nice. I, are you glad that you aren't a judge? I am glad I'm not a judge. <laughs> I, that would be, it would, I would, everyone would be a, a first place winner. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so beyond Monday's competition, um, what's next for you and the program? That's a great question. And I'm really excited to answer that because <laughs> we're here for you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, we are, we've been approached by another nonprofit in the McKees Rocks area called Welcome to the Table. Cool. And they have asked if we can um, make meals and present those meals to the community twice a month. And so the students will be preparing a full meal for about 130 people, community Whoa. members. Yeah, and we'll be serving food to the community as well. So this really gives the kids an opportunity to make food and then see people's reaction. But also just that community aspect of eating together, I think, is one of the most important things that we focus on at, at Steel Chef. Well, and it sounds like a lot of the preparation, the skills, the training have been focused on individual meals. Catering style is like totally different. Um, right. I don't know. Are you, are you excited to see kind of how it shakes out? I am excited to see how it shakes out. And I, I really am impressed with the kids. They're so eager to help the community. And um, they've been talking about having pop-ups and vending. And so, um, yeah, just we got to keep our eyes peeled because I think that these kids are are definitely going places and they really... They just love the program so much they don't want it to end. A small but mighty cohort, it sounds like. Right. Well, the contest is coming Monday at the Father Ryan Art Center in McKees Rocks from 5 to 8.30. Tickets are still available, but I know they're going fast. We'll have links to them in our show notes. Jenny Davison, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Um, I don't know. You got my mouth watering. I'm looking forward <laughs> to Monday. Megan, thank you so much. And I hope you'll be there Monday. A little news before you go. A major thoroughfare into the East End is going to stay closed for the foreseeable future. The Charles Anderson Memorial Bridge on Boulevard of the Allies was supposed to be fixed in four months, but I guess it needs more love than they thought. RIP to my preferred route into Squirrel Hill. The city says we're still months away from getting even a timeline for this project. And another hard-to-define spot in the middle of the city is all done. There's a brand new green space between Baum Boulevard and Center Avenue, just on top of that blindingly bright spot where the parkway runs under downtown. They're calling it Frankie Pace Park. She was an advocate and pioneer of civic engagement in the Hill District in the 50s and 60s. And she and her husband Charles ran a really successful national gospel music business for decades. You can hear some of their music and learn more about about her legacy at a bunch of free events on Saturday. We'll have a link in the show notes. And a final note for Pens fans, the NHL signed a new partnership with the apparel brand Fanatics for 10 years, starting with the 2024-25 season. The Athletic reports that folks are pretty salty about it because, and I can confirm this, the clothes aren't exactly a consistent fit. So from one Pittsburgher to another, maybe get your licensed gear now before the switch 
or even better, try a locally made brand instead. Over here at CityCast, we love Steel City brand, Lulu Z, Commonwealth Press, and a special shout out to that guy in the Strip District in front of Allegheny Coffee and Tea Exchange. Excellent prices and truly the softest shirt I have ever worn. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, please tell somebody, leave us a review, and make sure you are subscribed to that Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. It's amazing. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. And then they didn't have an opportunity to perform on stage. (laughs) Sorry. Saw a butterfly? Okay. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Come here, Bubba. Come here. (laughs)